people have come up to me and said, you work at Catalpa, Catalpa has saved my life. And it just... Kind of hits you. It does. It yeah. does. And it makes it really um, an honor to go to work every day with all of these people who are doing this amazing work with our kids. But I found my way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sponge Show. We're back. This is our our tenth episode, I believe. Am I right? Is that it's our tenth episode? It's our tenth episode, which means like we did it. We made it to double digits. We actually have some momentum rolling. And thanks to everybody that's followed us along up to this point on Facebook, uh, in the inbox, in your email, uh, YouTube. Uh, where else do we put this? Uh, <laughs> where else do we put this? <laughs> yeah, we 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 send it out on email. We got that Facebook. Instagram a little bit. We do some previews on there. Anyways, everybody that subscribes, it means a lot. Thanks so much. Um, oh, it's on iTunes. Duh. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where else it is. Either way, this show's off to a good start. <laughs> um, and I'm just thankful for everybody that's, that's, uh, that's liked what we've put out there and enjoyed the, uh, the topics that we've talked about and the people that we've brought on the show. So what is the Sponge Show? It's an opportunity for us to come together and to learn from each other, to meet people that are doing some cool things in the community, whether that be through um, community involvement or entrepreneurship or nonprofit uh, giving back, arts and culture or anything like that. So this show is going to be no different. And Trina, you just so happen to be here for the 10th show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. So we have Trina Doxtater for, uh, from uh, Catalpa Health. And um, we're going to talk about all cool, all things that are cool about what you're doing there at that organization, and and how you've uh, how you've brought some cool new ideas there, and and really started to put the organization on the map for um, how you're getting the message across, right? So, um, thanks for being on the show, and you're a good friend too. So it means a lot that you're here. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, what is your role at Catalpa? I am the director of development, so my role is related to anything philanthropy involving the organization. So really connecting people in the community who want to do good and support mental health for kids in our community with the good work being done at Catalpa. And for those people that are out there that might not know what Catalpa Health is, what is it? We are pediatric outpatient mental health services. Um, So we serve kids really birth through 18. Um, providing those outpatient mental health services. So we have therapy, psychology, psychiatry services. Um, The great thing about Catalpa is um, it's a really tricky system to navigate, the mental health system. Um, So we're kind of a a one-stop shop, but you come to Catalpa, we can get you in for an initial evaluation within um, three to five days. We can offer you an appointment and then really help you get connected to the appropriate services from there. And that could be internal within Catalpa or that could be connected with an external community resource if it's the best fit. And mental health is a, is a big topic right now, just all over as far as the need for focus on it and um, you know how it's affecting the next generation that's coming up. And it's it's not really new because it's kind of always been there, but what we're learning about it has been really new. So um, can you can you shed some light on it as far as the impact of or how many how many people that you've uh, that you that you impact every year? Yeah, great question. So we opened in uh, November of 2012. So we just celebrated our sixth birthday at the beginning of the month. 
And um, we're formed as a partnership um, with three health systems. So Affinity, Now Ascension, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, and Theta Care. And that in itself is awesome. Cool, right? Yeah. Like that right there says so much about our community in general that, um, and the fourth partner really is the community, right? So everyone coming together saying, hey, we need to really meet this need for access in our community. Because um, at the time, wait for an initial evaluation was 60 days, right? So. I'm a mom of three kids. Like, if I call tomorrow and the wait is 60 days to get in, um, that, that's, that's hard. Not, that's not okay. Well, yeah. and then when you when you realize, too, by the time usually you're calling in, you're in crisis or you feel like you're in crisis, right? So for our community to step up and say, you know, we need to do this better. How can we work together to do this? says so much about our community. Um, so in that first year, in 2013, we saw about 4,500 kids. Um, last year in our full year, we saw 8,843 kids. So almost 9,000 kids. Yeah, almost 9,000 kids. And and, the, and and being in a community that's not like a, a huge sprawling metropolis, right? right. You know, seeing 9,000 kids in a year is is incredible. Yeah, it is. And we now have. I mean, we opened initially with a clinic in Appleton. We now have. We outgrew our initial Appleton clinic, so we have two right across the parking lot from each other. Um, we have a day treatment program in Appleton. We have clinic in Oshkosh, new, new-ish clinic in Wapaka that opened about a year ago. And then we're in over 40 different schools locally as well. Um, so the reach is pretty far. Yeah, in six years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And the good thing, I mean, I think, that, you know, there's a great need and there are a lot of kids and families out there with really complex um, mental health issues and challenges that they're dealing with. Um, the flip side, I think, you know, what we see more too is that I think now that people know services are there and now that you see the stigma decreasing a bit, um, I think people make that first call sooner in a lot of cases, which is really great too when we can work with um, kids and families in more of a preventative um, nature too. That's yeah. really great. Well, thanks to you and everybody at the organization. Um, there's a lot of people that work really hard in that organization to impact kids and families' lives. So thanks to everybody over there. And we're gonna talk a little bit about um, some of the ideas that you've brought in as, as far as putting events on for raising awareness and raising money for the organization that are really cool. Um, and we're gonna talk about POP with uh, the cultural pop-up experience mm -hmm. with that. And But before we do that, um, sponges aren't really sponges unless they soak stuff up. So for the first uh, segment of the show, we're going to have our drink of choice. Uh, those that have been following along know that I have uh, uh, typically had red wine on here. But the last show on here, I had cider because it was fall and we're back to red wine. But I have a story behind it. So um, let's dive into that. So what drink did you bring today to to share and to absorb? I also have a a red wine it's a cab and dreaming tree i thought it was appropriate today because i don't know because why not dreams dream a little and bit could help as a tree and oh yeah it is it, is. <laughs> it works yeah it's like a like an adult version of the catalpa tree because it's kind of designed for kids and families right they got the leaf that yeah. um what's the catalpa has a heart-shaped leaf yep. yeah yeah so this is like a grown-up version sure part, you know right? there is a, a catalpa wine is there I really? I found a Catalpa wine. No, yeah. oh, that sounds even better. Yes, but I would have had. To <laughs> I don't know if it's. I would better. have had to search farther than Target <laughs> to find it. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> um, so I'll dive in uh, to what I brought. I brought um, a wine called Odd Lot. I don't really know much about it. I know it's from Monterey County. It's a mix of eighty percent Syrah and twenty percent Verdot. 
Petite Saran, Petite, petite Verdot. Um, but the story behind this is that um, my wife's cousin, Timothy Ray, if you're watching out there, um, he came up from uh, St. Louis and he visited. And when he visited, he gave me this bottle of wine. And I said, thanks, what's this all about? And he's like, I watch your show. That's really cool. So, so shout out to him. I brought the wine on to enjoy it. Um, it smells like oak and chocolate. And when you taste it, it tastes like cherries, like straight up cherries. You're also getting very evolved in your wines. They're getting much more specific. Oh yeah, I, well, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. I'm still winging it, but I do know that this one tastes like cherries because it reminded me of cough syrup. Not in a bad way. Like, maybe I should just chug this whole thing if I, next time I get sick. But yeah, I don't know, either way. Um, it was, I don't know, it's pretty cool when you hear somebody else that you know is from uh, across the country that's been tuning into this and uh family or not family it doesn't really matter it's still cool that's awesome so, so thanks for the wine tim appreciate it cheers cheers thanks for being on the show thanks for having me so we know what catalpa is we know the good work that you do and before you were in your position um there wasn't really a key uh a key fundraiser right as far as like a signature fundraiser for the year um, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, as part of their partnership, did the fundraising initially. And um, there was um, an event for a few years called Race for a Reason that was really wildly successful and had um, a lot of the kids and families that we were serving involved, which is really wonderful for our first few years of the organization because a lot of that time was also spent getting the word out that we existed as an organization and that we're here to serve, right? Um, so that was really great for the first few years. Um, and then when I started, it'll be two years ago in February, um, the team at the time, so Lisa Kogan-Praska and Chad Hirschner um, and a group really kind of started talking about how can we, you know, for our next five years kind of take things to the next level and engage community leaders um, at an even greater level in terms of raising funds to support the mission and also breaking the stigma. Yeah, so um, that's where you brought in the idea of doing POP, right? I, or did it start I, with something before that? I walked into the idea, so I can't take any idea for the credit. Um, when I started, um, I think Chad had seen, Chad Hirschner, who was with um, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin Foundation, had seen, um, when he lived on the East Coast maybe, like a version of a pop-up event. And as the group was talking, um, I think the existing committee members kind of went through a couple options. and pop was the one that kind of stuck so when i started it was here's this really cool concept of an event um it pops up in an unexpected new location each year with a brand new theme um and you don't really tell anyone <laughs> what the location or theme are um and this is the event concept so when i walked in it was here's the event concept um and then do what do you, you want. Do you want to run <laughs> do, with it? Like, do. Um, and Which so, you did. Well, yeah. there is a huge, I mean, there's a committee. Um, our team at Catalpa is really involved. Um, amazing committee of folks. It's just one of those things. Were you, did you do sports growing up? Uh, yeah. So. I mean, sure. <laughs> Let's be Team real. Sports. I, I, I played basketball through middle school. Sure. And then when I got to high school, I stopped. But I played golf. Oh, well, there you go. Sure. So, that counts. Sure. That I was counts. A, I was a band geek, like, through and through. Right. Let's well, be real. same thing, band, same thing, though, yeah. right? Like, so my favorite part of this event is just 
getting to it and realizing that every little touch, every little thing, like none of it would have been possible without every single person, yeah. you know, contributing their talents and their time and their ideas and the resources. And it's just like everything, the stars aligning like yeah. that. Now I wasn't in sports, but I could relate to that with the musical. Right. Because musical yeah. is like you work really hard on something and then you have like your show time. Yep. And everything comes together. Yep. Everyone yeah. does their thing and the stars align and that's, you know, pop in a nutshell. So, and, and, you know, just the community of donors and the community who's willing to, you throw something kind of crazy out there and the community just comes through every single time. That's awesome. So, um, you kind of alluded to it as far as what the idea concept was, uh, and everything. So if I am, um, kind of loosely affiliated with the organization or if I, if, if I'm a target to say, reach out to, to mm -hmm. participate in or be invited to, what is my experience leading up to this event? And then what do I experience when I actually go to the event? What is pop? Um, so the event is held in September, a Saturday evening in September. So invitations go out um, in July, just a couple months prior to the event. And you can register online at popupcatalpa.org. Um, and from there, you can register for the event or for clues. And you about every week, every other week, start getting little clues that are intentionally really vague at first that kind of hint at the theme or location um, and then they get more specific with the final clue being the week before the event that delivers you the address of where you're to arrive so the first year that we did it um, you got a, an address for Nina and when you pull up or if you looked it up on Google ahead of time you'd see that it brings you to a parking ramp um, and your instructions are to park and then when you <laughs> arrive there as a guest we had volunteers handing you something saying you know park and then walk to the nearest elevator and then instead of going out somewhere you were escorted up to the top floor and the first event was the top floor of the parking ramp overlooking downtown Nina which was it was gorgeous gorgeous and yeah. it was the theme of Savannah Nights which the first Saturday in September and you never know if the weather's going to cooperate or not it was perfect oh, it, was, it was it was awesome like a Havana night yep so uh yeah so our goal really is to just create these moments and and really look at the guest experience from you know when you walk through I was going to say the doors but we don't really have doors sometimes <laughs> a parking ramp sometimes yeah. you do well this last year we did yeah this yeah. last year we did so whenever you enter um the event space that you just you know there's you feel that experience and to most importantly feel connected to the mission so that you realize how important we know how important it is when people show up and contribute but we want you as a guest to feel that and to feel the impact you're having and to walk there walk out of there um, feeling connected to the mission and know that you're helping a lot of kids that's awesome so basically leading up to it you you get these little clues and you mm -hmm. get an address mm -hmm. um, and the clues kind of shape together of what the theme is going to be yes and then the theme when you say Havana Nights I mean it's it's basically like a cultural theme right um, or how, how do you define how would you define that as far as like what type of theme you put together it has been yeah so like the first one was Havana this last year was inspired by Tokyo um, but it really could be anything this committee is one that really thinks outside of the box um, so it could it could be anything be anything well I love it <laughs> and and so far I mean if let's just say hypothetically you stick with the cultural theme yeah. and you're like that country or that culture or whatever yeah. even if it's a culture within the US it's still cool right like you've you've knocked it out of the park so oh, far you thanks. you really feel like when you're entering in the um, 
a space, whether it be the top floor of a parking ramp or the basement under a really old, cool paper mill, um, you really feel transported into like an experience that lasts the whole rest of the evening. Oh, so, so let's say let's say hypothetically you stick with that type of trend. <laughs> You'll have a lot of supporters because it's been it's been really killer. Awesome. It's, it's been really 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 cool. Thanks. So, as an event guest, like, what was your was there one thing that like was most impactful to you because you um, were there? Yeah, experiencing yeah. it as yeah, a guest it was. too. Uh, I would say that the best thing to describe how I felt it mm -hmm. was there was it, it seemed like the combination of three things, which was the lighting or the decor because mm -hmm. it was like full fully immersive. It was like. You know the lighting overhead the lighting on the walls the stuff that you see surrounding you it like it fully transported that mm. and then that mixed with the music that you always seem to find is like it feels really really authentic i remember that first like cuban band that you had yeah. was oh salsa manzana yeah it was so dynamite they're amazing uh, i was i was not expecting that type of uh atmosphere then sure. and music can do a lot of things to kind of transport you right yeah and then so that so the lighting the music and then the food oh and the food is always yeah. you know right Tracy's on part two amazing yeah. yeah so i would say that like imagine going into an like when you think of cultural experience there's not really much else that falls outside of you know lighting and decor mm -hmm. uh music and food and it's the the way that i don't know how you generate all the ideas that go into it but if that's like kind of a, it's designed by committee or mm -hmm. if that kind of a couple people really run with it whatever whatever it is it's that's those three things have always just been knocked out of the park awesome yeah we've got our committee is amazing we co-chairs um our co-chairs amy hansen and kim Ritzo are like the most phenomenal people and so incredibly dedicated to our mission. And um, we have a, a small team. Um, I have a colleague, Emily, who does an just amazing job. Um, and we work with amazing events too. So um, with the logistics, I mean, we yeah, brought in bathrooms on top of stuff. one great. year. So if, if they weren't involved, you'd show up and you'd try and turn on a light and there'd be nothing there. <laughs> so it's, it's a good, um, you know, everyone brings their expertise to the table, which mm. is, you know, really great. Yeah, so we're gonna do something here for all of the viewers. Um, we're gonna give a little bit of a preview of what the last couple of years were like. We're gonna show a couple of clips from from the Havana Nights and then from Tokyo, which awesome. we will do right now. So that should give you a bit of an idea of what it's like and it you, you should be able to tell just based on like you know the sights and the sounds and everything that they really they really go all out so so you bring everybody together in this mm -hmm. space and and you feel like you're in a different country and what what is the event done for I mean, you've, you've done two of them now mm -hmm. what has it done as far as getting the message out there and what it, what have you accomplished with with putting these on yeah, great question. So there are um, a couple things. So one, our goal is to raise funds to support the mission, right? Um, our first year, our net proceeds were $123,000, and this last year, they exceeded $160,000, and wow. that's huge for us. Um, nearly half of the families we serve are of 
um, financial need. So the fact that we are able to provide services um, regardless of ability to pay is really important to us. Um, so again, the community makes that possible. And I think, you know, the other piece that I think is really powerful about this event is I've, you know, at the event, post-event, um, just heard from a number of people about how they might not have been aware of the services before or didn't understand as much, um, but now know that these resources could be, if these resources could be good for someone they know or someone in their family, right? Or it has allowed people to open up about their own experiences that yeah. they've gone through. So I think there's just so much in terms of breaking that stigma and knowing you're in a safe space to have those conversations. And we've had some families very um, bravely and eloquently share their stories, which has been phenomenal. So I just think, yeah. you know, having that sense of community around these kids and families has just been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've been lucky enough to be involved in some of the storytelling pieces of it. And um, having some of these kids come on and tell the stories of like the situations they were in and where mm -hmm. they are now and everything, I can like legitimately say that Catalpa has saved lives. And you're only looking at a couple of these stories that we've captured, but you got to think if you're saving, if you're saving, if you're working with almost 9,000 families, mm -hmm. 9,000 kids um, in a given year, those one or two stories are not, you know, yeah. that's just like a fraction of the tip of the iceberg. I know. And I, uh, in my time at Catalpa, you know, I'll, it's just amazed me. I'll be out and about and have my logo wear on and people have come up to me and said, you work at Catalpa, Catalpa has saved my life. And it just kind of hits you. It does. It yeah. does. And it makes it really um, an honor to go to work every day with all of these people who are doing this amazing work with our kids. And speaking of, so you guys, when you talk about getting experts to do, you know, what they're good at, you guys and what you contribute to this community in Catalpa, it's really phenomenal. I mean, oh, the you. stories that we've been able to tell, we wouldn't be able to tell. Um, without you and that's really important to be able to do justice to people who are so willing to share their stories so thank you guys for being yeah well we that. I mean we feel honored just to be involved and it's people that I all really look up to and with the with the with the impact of you know being able to do that and I've always been under the belief that like as a as a company or an organization grows you have the ability to make mm -hmm. more of an impact with the things that you're involved in so it's just been it's been really really great so far yeah thank you if you were to give some advice for anybody who is involved with a really cool organization that they yeah. feel really passionately about, just as passionate as you feel about uh, the mission that Catalp is doing, um, what would you tell them? What what piece of advice advice would you give them as far as being able to create something that that stirs up this momentum? It's a really good question. Um, I'm reading a book right now. I just started this weekend called The Power of Moments. Oh, Have so you? good! Yes, yeah, so do you love Abby? Did I tell you about that book, Power oh, of Moments? We talked. <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. It is amazing. We brought it up in our team meetings before, and our leadership team has actually read yes. it. Yeah. Love, love, love. And I think there's so much in that book that corresponds with kind of my philosophy, our philosophy on this event. And um, I think it's also, I think a lot of the Maya Angelou quote, um, people forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they won't forget the way you made them feel. Yeah. And I think there's so much power to all of that. I think, you know, we feel the need to like educate a lot, which is a part of what we have to do. But I think if you can 
bring people on a journey and make them kind of feel something and give that connection to what you're doing, like that's the heart of it all. So, I mean, I look at one of my favorite parts of this year with the Tokyo Inspiration. Um, We started talking about wouldn't it be cool to have these hand-folded origami cranes for decor? And that kind of evolved to, but what could we turn it into? Like, how can we connect it back to something? And as soon as the number was thrown out, well, we served 8,843 kids last year. It was, that's it. That's the number. Like, this summer, we are folding 8,843 origami cranes, which is also a symbol for hope. Um, And that's, you know, that's going to be a pivotal moment that people remember when they're in this program room surrounded by all these cranes and it was because you you sit in you sit in one of those tables even even just on the side and the entire room is like completely surrounded by these cranes and they were they were hand folded by our committee member i mean people were going on trips up north and like folding these cranes for hours and what i loved about that is it was so representative of the fact that there were no so there were no two cranes there that were alike right? Yeah. Cause they were hand folded differently by different people, different, different t- patterns yeah, for different, everything, different which sizes. so reflective of the fact that every single one of the kids that we serve at Catalpa is different, right? Has a different story, has a different background, has a different need. And then, but then when you look at like what it looks like to have 8,843 cranes, and then you realize like this, this is the impact on our community. It's just so powerful. Yeah. So if you can, you know, figure out how to tie in the mission to what you're doing in a really powerful and different way, because people remember moments like that's mm-hmm. that's what they're going to walk away. Well, with. and it was a beautiful setting with all those cranes everywhere. Um, the word hope goes a long way when you see all of that. It's pretty cool. Um, and they, in that book, they talk about breaking the script. Yes. And when you talk like, you know, what's one way to stand out in people's mind is to break the, break script. the script. So if you if you're used to doing something a certain way and you break the script and give them something else that, in a positive way that right. kind of lifts them up mm-hmm. um, or affirms something that they're doing or whatever, it, that's what leaves a difference. And if you think about the script of living your life and being in Appleton or the Fox Cities, yeah. Wisconsin, and then you go to Tokyo, <laughs> and then and then three hours later, you're back. Like, <laughs> right. that breaks the script, it does, right? It does, Yeah, yeah. So, so congrats with all the success with that, and um, we only wish you the best as far as, like, you know, continued to to get more and more people to come every year and, and experience what you guys are doing. So, Thanks. and everybody at Catalpa just does amazing stuff. They're amazing. Yeah. The best people. So last section of the show is we call our 50-50 questions. So before the show started, we wrote down four questions for the other person, and we're going to mix them up and take turns, and we're each going to ask two so that there's a 50-50 chance that your question that you wrote down that you really were dying to ask me, <laughs> I might not even pick. I'm really dying to ask all of them. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Good. I'm excited. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you pick. You You're the guest. You pick. You go. All right. I'll go. We can end with the guest then. Okay. How's that? Sure. Here we go. What has surprised you the most about parenting? Um, is <laughs> surprise or realization? Are those two separate things? Or yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. Sure. Um, surpri- I'll, I'll just say realization. You know how people talk about like parenting is hard? Yeah. I don't think parenting is hard. I, I don't. I don't think any one action of anything that you do in parenting is hard. I think the... I told you this on the phone. <laughs> I told you this on the phone like a week ago. Um, I think that the the collection of several days and weeks on end of no sleep yeah. 
is really hard. It's really hard. But like the one night with no sleep is a piece of cake. Right. Changing a diaper, piece of cake. Dealing with a screaming toddler, piece of cake. Like you can deal with any one of those things. But when you put them all together, it's the compounding it's effect. The, co- <laughs> the, the compound of 12 days on three hours of sleep every single night. Yeah. That's really hard. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've gained a lot of respect for parents like yourself that you have multiple kids and you're still like going at it every day with a smile on your face. I have one and I'm like, I'm drained, man. It's, that, that's the hard part. But that's all relative to like when you add another kid, like it's all gradual. So I don't know that it's necessarily any harder when you have more kids. Some days it is. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. gradual. So I think it was just as challenging when you have one because yeah. it's a gradual. But that thing. was a surprise to me. Yeah. Because when people say like, oh, it's really hard because they don't listen or like whatever. Like yeah. I've never I've never had a problem with that. With I've, I've put a lot of focus into like listening, listening to people, understanding them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is going to go with my with my kids right. as they grow up like that. I, I've, I've looked forward to that. Um, yeah. But I don't look forward to no sleep. I just can't. It's really difficult. That gets better. I You'll, hope so. It, it will. I hope so. It will. So, yeah. What do you got? Since you are an extremely involved and hardworking mother. <laughs> More parenting. Oh, well, More probably. parenting here. Can you tell what's hot on oh, our minds? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what advice would you give to the young working parents? You just gave me some advice. You just told me that <laughs> it gets better. It does get better. Gosh, it depends on the day. Um, okay, so I'm going to, the advice I'm going to say is going to go back to the book that we were just talking about. Um, the book also talks about like the duration effect, right? And once you get out of this, I'm not sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, thing, you're just going to look back and you'll be like, oh, because you kind of like forget all of that, but you remember the moments. So just um, like remember the funny things he says, remember the funny things that come out of his mouth and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're my person. Like I created <laughs> you because those are the moments of humor that are going to get you through the rest of it. Yeah. So like latch onto those really hard. That's good. I, sh- I should start writing them down or you like should. figuring out a way to store them so I can look at them when I'm challenged the yeah. most with like three in the morning and then remember how he like said something really funny the other day. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Do it. Cause those are the doozies that get me through for sure. Awesome. Good advice. Thanks. I'm going to remember that. Thanks. All right. Second one. I hope Is it's about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of advice, uh, what is the piece of advice that has served you best in business? Um, there was an opportunity that actually went to a Pulse event. And uh, for those of you out that don't know this, but Trina and I have been involved with leadership of Pulse, the young professionals group in this area for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Pulse event I went to a number of years ago when our team was only uh, about six or seven people. And um, we were going through some challenges with um, who we had on our team and some toxicity that we had in our office, even with just a small group. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, we were really great up to five people. And then when we added the sixth person, it just fell apart. Um, And it was a it was a culture panel. And I always thought that it was um, that culture was for like big business. Right. Mm -hmm. But here I am sitting in the audience, like struggling with this. And on the panel was Tim Bergstrom. I was there. Were you? Yep, I totally yeah. um, remember. So I went up to him afterwards, and I and he was just like, hey, Brad, how's it going? And great. And um, what's going on? And I told him, I was like, this is what's going on. And so it's like what you spoke about today really hit home. 
And in that moment, he was just like, there's something you got to understand about culture that I didn't say up there. Culture is either um, inherited as it like it just it just happens where you take mm-hmm. 10 people and you throw them into a room and they just act the way that they're going to act. And you're going to have alpha figures and you're going to have people that are kind of worker bees and people that just like don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's intentional where you define it and then you find 10 people that fit that and you point them all in the same direction. But either way, you have 10 people in a room. Sure. And from that moment on, that kind of like really helped me uh, define like that I don't have to give in to how it's going to be that we can be the company that we want to be. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that, really good advice. And um, there was another piece of advice I got from a family member. I'm not going to say who, but they said <laughs> um, they said really early, like when I was first starting the company that they were like, the hardest thing that you're going to have in business isn't going to be doing your job. It's going to be dealing with all the people. Yeah. And I always thought that was like kind of a negative way to look at it. Right. But then when Tim said that, like, it's going to be in, it's either inherited or it's intentional. Um, I was like, you know what? I don't have to look at it negative. Right. We're going to be intentional about this. We're going to see it in a positive way and we're going to, we're going to find the right people for this. That's great. So we had some turnover from that, but it's led to the team that we have now. That's so. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's funny that you mentioned that cause I was there and I had a couple of key takeaways that day. And I think this was Tim that day who also talked about say, what is it something about treating your employees fairly does not mean treating them equally or like just getting at mm-hmm. like fair doesn't mean equal and what yeah. that meant to a team and supporting a team so that's interesting that we both have like i'm trying to remember i remember the room it was like a nice big room yeah wasn't it at um jewelers mutual yes it was it was yeah. at jewelers mutuals with margaret lebrun Tim Galloway and Tim Bergstrom. Yep. It was a great panel. That was. You that was like three, four years ago. It must have been a moment. <laughs> it was right? very, very, very impressionable at yeah, that, I guess. that day. I guess. I was in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Um, all right. Your last one. I feel out of pressure. No pressure. Who deserves more credit in the Fox Cities? Ooh. Just in general. Unspoken. Who deserves more credit? Or maybe they're spoken, but not enough. That is, I'm gonna give you a lame answer and not really give you anyone. I think there are a lot of people because what I love about being in development is, and you guys probably are in a similar spot where I get to see and engage with so many individuals and businesses who are doing really cool things that if it weren't for being in my current role, like how would I know about these cool things that are going on? Oh, totally. Um, so there's there's so many. Like there are so many, I don't even know where to begin because- That's your think, answer? Yeah. You gotta pick one. I get the- You gotta pick one. Who deserves more credit? Oh gosh. I like your answer. I love your mindset. But it's true. Like, we have gems in this community. I know. Like, true gems. That's why I asked the question. I cannot believe. Oh, gosh. There are more episodes that we can focus on more (laughs) gems later. But for this one right now. Um, I think of if you look at some of the, so I'm going in my lane, the nonprofit world. Yep. But I think the collaboration that is happening with, like, the mental health organizations in our community. I think that the collaboration that is happening with like the new pillars. Yeah, um, that's remarkable that those organizations were able to come together. I think it's really incredible. So I like, I love seeing that collaboration. Um, And I think that only good will happen from more people knowing about the great things that they're doing. I love it. 
Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Meant a lot to have you here. It meant a lot to be here. Awesome. This is like a bucket list thing, Brad. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is cool. <laughs> this, this is a bucket is cool. list thing for me to be able to try to do this. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody that's out there on the interwebs. Thanks for uh, subscribing, following along, watching on Facebook, on iTunes. Um, tell all your friends about it. Comment below on questions that you might have for Trina because I will fo- I will reach out to her <laughs> and I will ask her those questions beyond just these two. We'll ask her whatever you write. So write, write it in the comments. Except I won't tell you where Pop is next year. <laughs> okay. Besides what everybody wants to know, which is where do I see Pop next year? Yeah. But I'm sure you might be able to like say sign up to learn when, the, when the announcements come out, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so thanks for everybody for following along. It's like I said, this is our 10th episode, which is really special and uh, it means a lot that everybody has made it along this far. So thanks, Trina, for being on the show. Um, everybody keep learning, always learning out there and uh, make the community a better place.